hey hi hello guys this is prem again and i realize it has been a while since i um had an episode and i realized i have been lurking around things and there have been things tapping on my head all this time so just trying to resume back here back i am and today i want to talk about uh, a book that i uh, that has actually inspired me a lot i just came across it again and i think many of you might know about it um the book is bhagavad gita it's um a hindu scripture um and it is 700 verses it was written originally in sanskrit in uh around first millennium bc uh it's a 700 verses scripture 18 chapters and it's actually a small part of the epic mahabharata um so setting the context for the book um this is um there is a person named arjuna who is uh, very skilled and he is in a war with uh, his cousin family relatives just uh, who are he just uh, fall into this situation where he has to fight them and he is reluctant to and at that time um defining what the meaning of life is and a uh, self reflection and uh, around all these attributes uh, lord krishna had given a speech that uh, gave him direction so yeah uh, this is the narrative uh, that i'm go- going to talk about today the chapter of self realization and i thought it would be a great idea sharing um few narratives from this uh, passage to you people so these are the words that shri krishna the lord uh, who is trying to explain the person he spoke to the despairing arjuna whose eyes were burning with tears of pity and confusion because his in front of all his relatives um so uh, there is some um reasoning which let's say we don't care about as of now on why they are in this situation a battlefield um but yeah so here goes so what krishna says is this despair and weakness in a time of crisis are mean and unworthy of you arjuna how have you fallen into a state so far from the path of liberation it doesn't become you to yield to this weakness arise with a brave heart and destroy the enemy to this arjuna replies how can i ever bring myself to fight against bhishma and drona these are uh, these two people are his old family members very capable though um so arjuna continues they are only worthy of my reverence reverence is immense respect so how can i lord krishna surely it would be better to spend my life begging than to kill these great and worthy souls if i kill them every pleasure 
I found would be tainted. I don't even know which would be better for us to conquer them or for them to conquer us. My brothers, they have confronted us, but why would we care to live if we kill them? My will is paralyzed and I'm utterly confused. Tell me which is a better path for me. Let me be your disciple. I have fallen at your feet. Give me instruction. What can overcome a sorrow that saps all my vitality? Even power over men and gold or the wealth of an empire seems empty. So this is a third person perspective that person is observing this discussion between the two people and his, here is his narrative which is this is how Arjuna the great warrior spoke to Sri Krishna with the words O Krishna I will not fight he fell silent and as they stood between the two armies Sri Krishna smiled and replied to Arjuna who had sunk into despair and here are his words you speak sincerely but your sore but your sorrow has no cause the wise grieve neither for the living or for the dead there has never been a time when you and i and the kings gathered here have not existed nor will there be a time when we will cease to exist as the same person inhabits the body through childhood, youth and old age, so too at the time of death he attains another body. The wise are not deluded by these changes. When the senses contact sense objects, a person experiences cold or heat, pleasure or pain. These experiences are fleeting. They come and go. Bear them patiently, Arjuna. Those who are unaffected by these changes who are the same in pleasure and pain are truly wise and fit for immortality. Assert your strength and realize this. The impermanent, the impermanent has no reality. Reality lies in the eternal. Those who have seen the boundary between the two have attained the end of all knowledge. Realize that which pervades the universe and is indestructible, no power can affect this unchanging, imperishable reality. The body is mortal, but that which dwells in the body is immortal and immeasurable. Therefore, Arjuna, fight this battle. One believes he is the slayer, another believes he is the slain. Both are ignorant, there is neither slayer nor slain. You were never born, you will never die. You have never changed, you can never change. Unborn, eternal, immutable, immemorial. You do not die when the body dies. Realizing that which is indestructible, eternal, unborn and unchanging. How can you slay or cause another to slay? As one abandons worn out clothes and acquires new ones. So when the body is worn out, a new one is acquired by the self. Who lives within. The self cannot be pierced by weapons or burned by fire. Water cannot wet it, nor can the wind dry it. The self cannot be pierced or burned, made wet or dry. It is everlasting and infinite. 
standing on the motionless foundations of eternity. The self is unmanifested, beyond all thought, beyond all changes. Knowing this, you should not grieve. O mighty Arjuna, even if you believe the self to be a subject of birth and death, you should not grieve. That is inevitable for the living, birth is inevitable for the dead. Since these are unavoidable, you should not sorrow. Every creature is unmanifested at first and then attains manifestation. When its end has come, it once again becomes unmanifested. Where is to lament in this? The glory of the self is beheld by a few, and a few describe it, a few listen, but many without understanding. The self of all beings living within the body is eternal and cannot be harmed. Therefore, do not grieve. Considering your dharma, dharma is whatever you consider is your purpose in life. For many, it could be work or it's not just the purpose it's more about you you as a person you put some uh, boundaries for yourself and when i say boundaries these are um, like to make yourself feel um, as useful or as impactful that you want so yeah um, what they're talking about is uh, you should not um think so many times when it's about dharma for a warrior nothing is higher than war against evil the warrior confronted with such a war should be pleased arjuna for it comes as an open gate to heaven but if you do not participate in this battle against evil you will incur sin violating your dharma and honor the story of your dishonor will be repeated endlessly and for a man of honor dishonor is worse than death these brave warriors will think you have withdrawn from battle out of fear and those who formerly esteemed you will treat you with disrespect. Your enemies will ridicule your strength and say that should not be said. What could be more painful than this? Death means the attainment of heaven. Victory means the enjoyment of the earth. Therefore, rise up Arjuna, resolve to fight. Have made Having made yourself alike in pain and pleasure, profit and loss, victory and defeat, encase in this great battle and you will be freed from sin. You have heard the intellectual explanation of Sankhya Arjuna. Now listen to principles of yoga. By practicing these, you can break through the bounds of karma. Karma is your work principle. On this path, effort never goes to waste and there is no failure. Even a little effort towards spiritual awareness will protect you from the greatest fear. Those who follow this path, resolving deep within themselves to seek me alone, attain singleness of purpose. For those who lack resolution, the, the decisions of life are many branched and endless. There are ignorant people who love flowery words and take delight in the letter of the law. 
saying that there is nothing else their hearts are full of selfish desires arjuna their idea of heaven is their own enjoyment and the aim of all their activities is pleasure and power the fruit of their actions is continual rebirth those whose minds are swept by the pursuit of pleasure and power are incapable of following the supreme goal and will not attain samadhi samadhi uh, samadhi for now can be understood as a state of ultimate uh, relaxation the script the scriptures describe the three gunas guna is attribute or uh, qualities but you should be free from the action of the gunas established in eternal truth self controlled without any sense of duality or the desire to acquire and hold just as a reservoir is of little use when the whole countryside is flooded the scriptures are of little use to illumine illumined man or woman who sees the lord everywhere you have the right to work but never to right never to the fruit of work you should never engage in action for the sake of reward nor should you long for inaction perform work in this world arjuna as a man established within himself without selfish attachments and alike in success and defeat for yoga is perfect evenness of mind seek refuge in the altitude of detachment and you will amass the wealth of spiritual awareness those who are motivated only by desire for the fruits of action are miserable for they are constantly anxious about the results of what they do when consciousness is unified however all vain anxiety is left behind there is no cause for worry whether things go well or ill therefore you devote yourselves to the disciplines of yoga for yoga is a skill in action the wise unify their consciousness and abandon attachment to the fruits of action which binds a person to continual rebirth thus they attain a state beyond all evil when your mind has overcome the confusion of duality you will attain the state of holy indifference to things you hear and things you have heard when you are unmoved by the confusion of ideas and your mind is completely united in deep samadhi you will attain the state of perfect yoga Arjuna says to Lord Krishna Hey Lord tell me of those who live established in wisdom ever aware of the self how do they talk how do they sit how they move about so Arjuna has this i think is a very important part of understanding or trying to understand something deeper you try to visualize it you try to make uh, a picture that actually because i think pictures are what um, are best stored in memory for in depth understanding so here is how krishna responds to the question of who are those people 
Krishna says, they live in wisdom, who see themselves in all and all in them, who have renounced every selfish desire and sense craving tormenting the heart. Neither agitated by grief nor hankering after pleasure, they live free from lust and fear and anger. Established in meditation, they are truly wise. Fettered no more by selfish attachments, they are neither elated by good fortune or depressed by bad. Such are the seers. Even as a tortoise draws in its limbs, the wise can draw in the senses at will. Aspirants abstain from sense pleasures, but they still crave for them. These cravings all disappear when they see the highest goal. Even of those who tread the path, the stormy senses can sweep off the mind. They live in wisdom, who subdue their senses and keep their minds even ever absorbed in me. When you keep thinking about sense objects, attachment comes. Attachment breeds desire, the lust of possession that burns to anger. Anger clouds the judgment you can no longer learn from your past mistakes. Lost is the power to choose between what is wise and what is unwise and your life is utter waste. But when you move amidst the world of sense, free from attachment and aversion alike, there comes the peace in which all sorrows end and you live in the wisdom of the self. Thus, this united mind is far from wise. How can it meditate? How can be at peace? When you know no peace, how can you know joy? When you let your mind follow the call of the senses, they carry away your better judgment as storms drive a boat off its charted course of the sea. Use all your power to free free the senses from these attachments and aversions alike and live in the full wisdom of the self. Such a sage awakes to light in the night of all creatures. That which the world calls day is the night of ignorance to the wise. As river flows into the ocean but cannot make to the vast ocean overflow, so the so flow the streams of the sense world into the sea of peace that is the sage. I like to repeat this. This was as rivers flow into the ocean but cannot make to the vast ocean overflow, so flows the streams of the sense world into the sea of peace that is sage. But this is not so with the desirer of desires. They are forever free who renounce all selfish desires and break away from the ego cage of I, me, mine to be united with the Lord. This is the supreme state. Attain to this and pass from death to immortality. That's the chapter, guys. So, at least uh, I realize it would be difficult to comprehend each and every aspect of it. But... uh, this core essence of this chapter of leaving away attachments to become independent and um, to be able to reflect on self and see yourself as an individual that's the capability that is being honed as part of this narrator so yeah 
I'll be back again. Uh, have a great time, guys. And I hope this narrative was useful for you. Thank you. Bye-bye.